Hello and welcome to Luann's Land Podcast. Now, here's your host, award-winning country music artist, Luann Hunt. As citizens of the United States of America, our birthright includes having the freedom to choose everything from our career paths, who we will marry, and our sexual orientation. According to a recent Gallup poll, in 2017, 4.5% of Americans identified as lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender. Out of that group, there has sprung an ever-growing community of LGBT individuals who have chosen to walk away from that lifestyle and live a life they say is more pleasing to the God they serve. They have joined forces to create the Freedom March organization in an effort to be a support system for anyone looking to be delivered from homosexuality, bisexuality, and transgender identity. This Saturday at 1 p.m., the group will march at Pershing Square in Los Angeles, and many of its members will share life-changing stories and testimonies about the power of transformation through Jesus Christ. Today we have Kim Zember on the podcast, who is one of the organizers of Freedom March. She is here to share her personal testimony and offer words of encouragement to LGBT individuals who might be seeking a way to leave behind that way of life and return to heterosexuality. So hello, Kim. How are you doing today? I'm awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's so nice to have you here. And wow, this Freedom March is something I think is going to draw a lot of attention. Can you give me a little background on that and how you decided to start this? Yeah, so actually, uh, Jeffrey McCall uh, is is the one that, that God kind of deposited this to uh, this idea. And, uh, you know, as a, as a group of overcomers and formers, there's a lot of different titles the world's giving us right now. But uh, Jeffrey came I uh, used to be uh, living a transgender lifestyle, and for myself, I, I was living a homosexual lifestyle. And um, so, there's been a, a group of us that have have come together and um, helping bring what the Lord gave Jeffrey um, a vision of uh, to to be. So, it's really um, all of us that have encountered Christ in a radical way through surrender um, of our desires and and all different desires uh, to see a freedom. Um, through relationship with Jesus. And uh, we just, we want to proclaim that. It's, it's not of hate. It's not of um, telling anybody they're wrong. It's telling our stories of what Jesus has done and continues to do in our life. So that's what it's about. Praise, worship, testimony. Um, and then to, you know, we march for so many things in the world. Why do we not march for Jesus and, and, and what he's done and continues to do in our life? So that's kind of the, the nutshell behind it and, and to share with all those who, who want to hear. Yeah, that's a really beautiful thing. And it seems like it's picking up steam. Now, when did it actually start going? Yes. So the first uh, one that actually happened was in May uh, of this year, 20, 2018. And it was, like I said, at, at, um, at our capital at DC. Um, and that, is, that was the first one, and the second one we're doing is in L.A. on, on the 4th of November, so um, Sunday, and uh, it has absolutely picked up steam, and we know that it will continue to. We have another, uh, we're going to do an annual one um, every May in D.C. at the Capitol, uh, and then we have another tentative one that's being planned actually by two Pulse survivors uh, in Orlando 
for 2019 as well, most likely November 2019. So um, the more people that are finding out about what the Lord is doing in this move, uh, they, they're saying, wait a minute, I, I know a friend. And, and it, so it's so, so beautiful how God has just started to bring so many people um, into this. And, and it really is beautiful to see that this is not hate. This is not judgment. This is just as sharing the truth of Jesus Christ lived out in our lives through a surrendered life to him. And um, so that's, that's a, to me, that's a very enticing message. So, um, so it has, it's caught a lot of, a lot of steam and um, we just want to keep focused on what, what God wants and not our own agendas or anything like that, but Lord, what do you want of us? And, and just to be his vessel. You know, I've known quite a few homosexual people throughout my life and by and large, most of them seem like they were pretty satisfied with that lifestyle. So I find mm-hmm. this interesting that obviously there's a lot of people who are not wanting to be transgender or homosexual, but feel like maybe there's no way out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what the testimonies, you know, not only at the Freedom March, but as we live our individual lives and, and sharing this is that to show that there is another way. Um, and so that message isn't really loud in this world right now. And we don't want to yell it. <laughs> we just want to be able to proclaim it and, and to stand in that. And, and so for many, you know, one of myself, I asked, well, I, I believe I was born this way. You know, why would, God, why would God make me this way if I'm not supposed to live it out? And so, you know, if, if that question ran over my mind and heart many times, and I battled with that, wanting to love and serve God, but having this, this thing, right? This thing we don't want to call sin, but, but he called sin right? Um, and so whatever that looks like, but that goes for all types of sin, right? Um, it's not just homosexuality or identity confusion. Um, so in that, yes, uh, there are, the more that we're sharing, we're getting messages on our Facebook page and to our website um, of people saying, wait, wait, what? Like you, you've changed? What does that mean? And, and starting to ask questions. Um, and then there's an openness that comes. And look, nobody could force me to be different. Nobody forced me to do anything. My family was loving, supportive. I knew where they stood. I knew what truth was for them, um, where truth was. And, but they still loved me and, and, and never treated me wrongly. And so I can't force anyone to change. I couldn't force myself. I just had to surrender. And so, um, or I had the option to surrender and then to let the Lord go from there. So in that, um, I believe if, if it's with me and it's with Jeffrey and it's with MJ and, and Edward and, and so many others, Luis and Angel and, and the names are countless, then there's got to be more. And so if we just do our part in sharing it, those people will come. Um, we, we've just, we, we've got massive testimonies of daily messages coming in from people and asking questions or, hey, I'm out in, in Illinois and I, I've got the same story or similar and so it's so beautiful to just to, to let them know that they're not alone, that they're not alone um, in this uh, and, and in this transformation. Because, look, to, to, to be a part into the LGBTQ community is, is a community and it can be like family. And so if, if leaving, you might feel like you don't have family or you don't have anyone or nobody will understand. Um, and we just want to say we do understand. We don't know your exact walk, right? 
but but here's what we do know and if this relates then come on <laughs> so if that makes sense uh that's that's what's beating in our hearts is to show the love of christ that he continues to do in our lives out to the world in interacting with all of these former homosexuals and former transgenders have you been able to get any insight into why a lot of these people thought they were that in the first place? Well, I'll speak from a personal standpoint. Um, for me, it was a real desire. So, I mean, I didn't, I didn't drum up that desire or say, oh, I, I woke up one day and, and I wanted to start liking women or being attracted to women. And so um, in that, I think that, that it's very common when you have this desire that you didn't bring on yourself. And, and for my life, I was never abused. I, I have an amazing mother and father and two older brothers. And so for me, I was like, well, this wasn't caused, right? Like I didn't drum, I didn't bring this into my life. So maybe this is how he made me, you know? And, and so if I've asked myself that same question, then, then I would, I, other people do as well. And so, and there has been there, you know, in many people's stories, there is tragedy. There is maybe the loss of a father or mother figure in their life. And so there are a, a vast majority of, of everybody's personal stories. Um, but I think that the bottom line that I come back to is, are we called to walk out every desire that we have? Are we called to walk out every desire we have? And, and if I'm called to walk out every desire that I have, then why not everybody else? the person who feels incredibly angry, right? Why can't they just go be angry? Or the person that, that is married, but both the husband and wife want to, to, to go be with other people, but remain married. Why not? That's a desire. And so where do we draw the line? Well, that's the thing that I've realized is I'm not God. He is. He drew lines out of the goodness um, and love of who he is for the love and goodness he has for us. You know, so I think that's the confusion in the world. And, and I think as human beings, we live in the world, right? And so the world has a message and it's you be you, do whatever makes you happy, right? Just try not to hurt anyone else. Well, <laughs> I was doing what made me happy or what I thought would make me happy, but I hurt a lot of people along the way. I cheated. I was married to a man uh, at 23 and I cheated on him with a woman, you know, but and I'm not justifying that or making that right, but I, I hurt him because I wanted to be happy, right? And that's not everybody's story, but that's a piece of mine. So, you know, it's it's so hard to pinpoint that down to one thing, except for the world is of confusion, and and the world is is God says, hey, you you choose me. It's a free will, right? Out of the love that He has for us, we have a choice whether we choose to walk with Him, and and we know as we're looking around this world today with so much confusion um, on, on even who we are. What is our identity? We don't even know some of us. And that's real. It's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Um, so it's really hard to just pinpoint that down to one thing. But I would say it's the confusion of the world and society. Yeah, I was talking to someone the other day, and she was telling me that one of her kids uh, is starting to want to cross-dress. And then mm-hmm. the, the other one is think she's bisexual. And mm-hmm. I, I was just thinking to myself, you know, there's so much messages out there telling kids that, you know, there's no such thing as gender. You can choose your gender. So it's like, no right. wonder these kids are so screwed up. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, that's what breeds confusion, right? So if there's no lines of who we are or what we are, because remember, <laughs> I think the one thing 
where Satan really wins um, is when he can steal our identity, that we are children of God, right? That, that that defines who we are. And then everything from there comes forth. So in that, if there's this confusion of, well, you could be whatever you want to be, you could do whatever you want. I, you know, I work with a lot of university students. I ask them, okay, well then what if you want to be a bird? Why not? What if someone genuinely feels like a bird and they all laughed? And I'm like, no, really? What if you want to be a bird? These are some Samford students, so pretty smart, right? And, uh, and they said, well, that's ridiculous, Kim. That's ridiculous. I said, no, it's not. You guys, Google it. There's a man out there that really believes that he's a bird and he had surgeries on his face, right? So where, where again is the line? That's what he really feels. You're going to tell him that he doesn't really feel that? He went to the extent of changing his own face. Yes, he probably really feels that way. And so what's the difference now with gender? Well, I really feel this way. Well, you know what? I feel a lot of things. But again, I go back to the belief of that I'm to take all thoughts captive back to the obedience of Jesus Christ. And when I do that, that's when I realize, whoa, all right, that one doesn't really line up. So I'm going to ask for your strength, Jesus, to help me to deny that feeling or that desire, right? And so usually a desire is not going to come just as an action. It starts in the mind. And so if we, we, we have lost control of our mind and we put no restraints on it, right, we see that as captive and, and you're, you're, you're a slave to it. Well, I am a free slave in this world. And, and I mean, no disrespect by that, but I choose every day when I wake up to do whatever the Lord asked me to do. I am not, my life is not my own, but that's not a message that's being really that maybe that preached right now. Um, and so, and I'm not saying I'm perfect because clearly I'm a human being and I'm not perfect, but I desire every day to do what God has put me on this earth to do. And so, and those are not to fulfill all my desires. I eat really healthy, but I'm not going to lie to you. If I had a cheesecake right now, I'd want to eat the whole entire thing. And so, you know, I, just as much as I have to keep my eating in check and see if it's good and right, uh, why not so much more with these moral questions of how I'm living my life. So what was the moment for you where you sort of realized that you didn't want to be in that lifestyle? Well, it was, you know, I've, I, the saying comes to mind instantly, as you said, that was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Um, I, I, you know, I surrendered certain parts of my life. I moved at 23 to, to Ethiopia and started a, uh, a children's project uh, serving widows and orphans. And I thought, okay, that's it. Now I'm doing what God wants, right? Um, I sold my house and moved from Southern California, San Diego to, to Ethiopia, um, but I wouldn't give up relationships, right? And so the, the shortest version of the story is um, I actually had gotten cheated on uh, by a girl I was dating. And um, I realized in that moment that I, me being in her life and dating her left her worse off than when I met her. And I felt like in that moment when I saw her just broken and hurt and me broken and hurt. I thought, man, God, I am not building your kingdom. I can feed orphans and help the widows, but I just hurt this young woman. And my heart just broke. And so I, I threw my hands up October 17th, 2014, four years ago. And I said, God, I give you one year. Show me that you're a better God than I am. I surrender. I will not date a woman, a man, no one for a year. You show me in this year that you're better at being God than I am. You show me that your ways are better than all the ways I've done. And if 
you are better, I'm all in. And four years later, <laughs> I'm still surrendering and I'm still, still saying these things. But it was that moment where I, I, was, I was tired of, of being hurt and hurting people. Um, and I knew that I was not put on this earth to do that. And, and I was the common denominator in all my relationships. So I had to, I, I, I feel I came to a place and by God's grace and mercy came to a place where I had to take a look at myself and my actions. Well, even in heterosexual relationships, people hurt each other. So yeah. So what was the difference in your homosexual relationships, you know, that made you feel like this isn't right? Yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, I was, I was raised in the church. I was raised with, with knowing God and knowing his ways. Um, and for me, knowing them and, and being obedient to them and trusting them is different. And so for me, I, I had always in, in my heart of hearts, as, like, as I like to say, um, but deep down, I never believed that me being with another woman was, with, was how God ordained it. When he said that he created man and woman, and that they were to come together. Um, and, and so to me, I, I already had that in me, but I was just pushing it away saying, no, God wouldn't mean that. God, God is love. You know, God loves love. You know, just, just how many times can I say love? And so I made these kind of justifications. But even though in my heart, I did believe that, that I was, woman was not created for woman and man was not created for man uh, in intimate sexual relationships. Um, so that was the difference. Even when I was dating men, um, I, I, um, I actually gave my virginity to my husband and, and vice versa. When we got married at 23, I was not sleeping with him and, and the boyfriends and all the guys I dated before that, uh, I was not having sex with them. So I did desire to follow God's ways. <laughs> and so if I was willing to do it in my heterosexual relationships, why then was I chalking it off or putting it to the side or ignoring what he has said regarding homosexual relationships. So it, it was really kind of a mind coming into alignment with truth um, and not, again, not my truth, but his truth. And if I'm going to do this, then I'm going to do this all in, right? I, I, it's like telling your kid, okay, um, you know, look before you cross the street and, and then don't just dart out and then wait on the other side. And if we only do half of it, I don't believe we're in full safety and security either. Right. So how much more our father in heaven with what he's, he's laid out for us to do in its fullness. And that's what I, I, every day it's, it's a challenge every day, just because I'm not living homosexual in li homosexual uh, relationships or even really have those desires anymore doesn't mean that I don't need a savior. There's, there's so much of obedience that I'm continuing to learn. And I know that I, I pray that I will always want and desire to learn more of obedience to Christ for the fullness of life that he paid the price for. Did the Lord just take that desire away or was it a process as it sort of faded out? It absolutely a process. Um, I, so October 17th, I was prayed over and had a radical encounter with the Lord. Um, and what happened when, <laughs> from that day forward, is I now had a desire to seek Him above all other things. So I was in the Word of God. I was uh, praise and worship uh, was really the only music I was listening to. I, I stopped kind of watching movies and things like that. And so um, it took me denying other parts to receive other desires, right? I had to deny some desires to receive other desires. I don't know how you can receive something if you're full. 
And so he did, it was almost like a, um, an enlightening, a waking up, you know, that, that he did in my mind as well. Um, but it was absolutely difficult. And actually, even after a year, right after that year, after October 17th, a year later, I, I ended up going back to a woman that I was actually trying to help. And I ended up um, being with her. You know, it was very short, um, but it doesn't matter. But I will say when I did that, it was different. Being with her was never like it was with any other woman. I knew that it was wrong. I knew. There was no doubt in my mind. Even the intimate times we'd have together, I, I, it, not to get into detail, but I, I was wrecked inside. I would cry, you know, because I knew, I knew, I knew that I was going away from what God had laid out. And so three years of, of not now having any um, relationship homosexual relationships, many friends that are girls, very, like sisters um, and guys as well. But for me, <laughs> the saying, uh, the less you feed something, the less you desire it, right? You, you stop feeding something, it dies. And so that was the truth. But I think the fullness of the truth is as, you stop, as I stopped feeding that, I had to be fed in another way. And that's where I asked God to show me, how do you want to feed me, Lord? How do you want to feed me? And I watched the ministry in Ethiopia um, go to new levels. I watched, um, youth that I was, I was walking with start, start desiring God more. And, um, so he just, he, he helped shift my desires. And, um, so yeah, absolutely a journey, you know, and for some, some do have encounters where, bam, it's like, Oh, not at all. I, I don't struggle at all. Um, I would be, I would not be honest if I didn't say there weren't times that I, that I'm like, Oh, wait a minute, how was that? And kind of go back to my memory bank of things I used to do. Um, but it's not, it's not a constant thing. I'm like, Oh, I can't think about that. I can't do that. I no, 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 no. This is a desire. I'm like, wow, no. And I, I sit with God. And I'm like, wait, was this good? And then I go through it. And I'm like, no, I actually miss that person and the friendship. Right. Um, so it, I just think a lot more <laughs> than I used to. And, and I ask the Lord to help me um, to reason. But just like I said, you know, I eat healthy. I still sometimes think about eating bad, but then I stop and I'm like, wait, is this really good for me? And then as I sit, I'm like, no, this is not. And here's the good option. And by the time I consume that good option, I'm like, thank you, God, that I didn't have the other that I was desiring. So kind of a strange analogy, but um, it, 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 it always comes to me with that with food as well. So so at the rally, do people share their testimonies like you've just shared with me now? Yes. So we have, um, I think, right around 20 uh, that we'll be sharing from all over the nation. Um, so they've come in from different places and been selected uh, to share. So we, we have praise and worship, and then we mix in the testimonies, um, you know, of just, just people's hearts and the different walks. And there's so many different stories. And that's the beauty is because God is, is so prevalent in all of us. And so getting that different testimony, but it's all the same. It's all about surrender. It's all about giving up your ways to trust that he is God. And, and that comes off differently from every, everybody's story, but um, it's just, God is absolutely glorified. So yes, praise and worship, testimony um, mixed in with more praise and worship, just honoring God for who he is uh, then, now, and always. Uh, and then we, we hit the streets, um, no signs, no bullhorns, no nothing, but just willing and, and desiring uh, to just share what the Lord has done, you know? So uh, we just go 
around and, and do a march, no chanting, no nothing, just praising God for who he is and what he's been in our lives. It sounds to me too like this kind of aims to be a support system for people that, that maybe are trying to get out of that lifestyle. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we're very real with each other as well. Um, people share, you know, hey, I'm struggling. Can you pray for me? You know, I, I got a call the other day. One of, one of my brothers, uh, not literally a brother, but he is to me, uh, said, you know, I'm struggling. I, I, you know, started looking at pictures of, you know, my ex and, and us together. And, you know, I, and I said, okay, well, is that healthy? You know what I mean? Like if I'm trying to eat clean, should I sit at a cake shop or a donut place, you know? And so, um, and it was so beautiful because he's like, yeah, I, I knew that. And it's not that he wanted to be back there. It's just temptation, right? And so we, we're very honest and open. It's not, oh, nope, we're all good. Everything's good. Everything's good. And, and pushing things down. This is a real place, real people, real struggles, and a real savior. <laughs> so, um, yes, it's absolutely, um, it's a really big family. It's a really big family, and, and we love to talk with people who have questions or are struggling, um, and then they talk with those who have, have been walking a little stronger in this, and it's, it's building each other up, you know, and, and really being there authentically for one another. Yeah, when I saw what you were doing online, it kind of took me aback because, like I was saying earlier, the homosexuals I've always known, they never seemed like they wanted to be heterosexual. So I was mm -hmm. like, wow, I, I can't believe there's so many people that, you know, have that sort of inner war going on. And maybe in the past, people were even afraid to, to say that they had the inner war. So mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, hopefully this organization gets really big because obviously there's a lot of people out there that are suffering. Yeah. And you know, and, and I, I'm going to honor and respect those who say, this is how I am. And your story, you know, good for you, but that doesn't, that doesn't talk to me or speak to me at all. That's okay. That's okay. We're not here to force any of that. So our message is just, this is what God has done and continues to do. And if that sparks someone's heart, then, then they know they have a place that they can come to and real people they can talk to. Um, and so that's really what it is. So I, I've, I've ran into both, but you know, I was in that place too where it was like, well, I don't need to change, you know? And then I, I realized, and I'm not saying this for all people, but inside of me, I had a pride I was, I was, I was hanging on to, right? And so I'm not saying that for all people who say, you know, this is who I am. But, but for my personal life, I realized I was dealing with pride. Um, and I knew how I was, and that wasn't going to change. And that to me can only break the heart of God when I said that, because he is a God that can do all things. And so I have to trust him to be God and, and not me. So, um, you know, we want to honor and, and respect people just as, as Christ did. Um, we're not forcing, we're not any of that. And, and, you know, hopefully when someone hears the message, they say, okay, well, you know what? That wasn't hateful. I don't feel that. I don't relate to that. But God bless them. You know, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I hope is that someone who doesn't see it the way we've experienced it, that they would be able to honor and respect that that is what we've experienced. And this is real for us. It doesn't mean it has to be real for them. Well, yeah. And, you know, as we were saying earlier, I mean, the media really pushes this whole idea that people are born like this and they don't have a choice. But what you're doing proves that's absolutely wrong. People do have a choice and God can change them. Well, you know, um, 
I, unless I'm not a real human being, <laughs> you know, unless I'm not a real human being and my brother Jeffrey isn't real and MJ's not real and Edward's not real and Luis and Angel aren't real humans. Um, I, I believe our lives show differently. Again, not saying you have to walk that out in your life, but it's real in our life. Can you let us live as, as we are called to live and respect and honor that, you know, and can we do the same thing to others? So I'm not going to tell someone, you can change. <laughs> it's not my job. My job is to say, I was changed and am changed and being changed every day, every day. And so, um, you know, I believe, I believe with all my heart, God can do all things. And the scary thing in my life is when I started limiting what he could and couldn't do. Because now I haven't let him be the almighty, the alpha, the omega, right? I put limitations on God and, and I don't want to do that in my life. Well, this is so powerful. And I know that a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast are going to be very touched and moved and also want to help support. And is it okay if people that are not, you know, homosexual? Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, can <laughs> Absolutely. anybody? I already know where you're going. Yeah. So we, we would love anyone and everyone to come out and join us. Um, absolutely. Even if you're, if you're sitting there and you're saying, I don't buy this, this, this girl is, you know, she don't get it. She's going to go back to women in a year or whatever people might be saying, come out and meet us, come out and talk to me. I, I, I don't have an agenda except to glorify God with my life. And, and I, I am still a sinner and I pray for his help every day in the areas that I struggle, but we invite all, all are truly welcome if you agree with this message, if you don't agree with this message, or if you're like, I don't even get this message, come, come and see, come and see. And um, let's let God do what he does. And so, yes, all are welcome. You don't have to be struggling or have struggled or anything. It, 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 this is about a savior, not about just the sin. Okay. So this is about a savior and, and we just want to honor him and glorify him for what he's done and continuing to do in our lives. And so I think everybody can relate to that. I hope. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, this is, again, wonderful. And, you know, I'm just very, very impressed by what you're doing. You are also courageous and you are to be commended for standing mm -hmm. up for the righteousness of Jesus Christ. And I thank you so much, Kim, for being on the program today. And I certainly wish you many, many blessings in your life now and, and into the future. And please keep us in prayer. All glory to God. Um, he has saved us, and our job is to, to just proclaim all that he's done uh, with our daily lives, no matter what, not just at Freedom Marches, but from our day-to-day. -day. And so I just ask for prayers, not only for myself, but for our whole team, for our family. Um, and thank you for, for taking the time. And if people are interested, uh, they can go to the website, Freedom to March, Freedom, and then the number 2 march.com. Uh, and that gives more details and, and everything on there. And, and feel free, reach out, ask us questions, whatever it is. Listen to Luann's Land Podcast on Tuesdays from noon to 12.30 p.m. Pacific at luannslandpodcast.com or luannslandpodcast.buzzsprout.com. Follow the show on Facebook at Luann's Land Podcast and on Twitter at Luann's Land. All episodes will be archived for free on-demand streaming. 